Good morning, Graceway. Today is November 24th, and this is Pastor David from the Graceway Morning Bible Study Teaching Team. Today, we'll be finishing our journey through the Gospel of Mark with Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. If you want to follow along, I'll be reading from the ESV. Let's begin. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The word of the Lord. Well, what do you think? Is that a satisfying ending? You've been studying the Gospel of Mark for the last three months. What's your sense of this ending? What do you think about ending a gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, not with the triumph and joy of the resurrection, but with the first witnesses running away, trembling, and out of their minds because of fear? Not only that, in the Greek, it's not even a complete sentence. The verse actually leaves us hanging with the conjunction for. They were afraid for. For what? If you're not comfortable with this ending, you're not alone. While there is near universal consensus that the Gospel of Mark ends with verse 8, the long history of additional material after verse 8 tells us that many people found this ending unsatisfying. Until I was in seminary, I did not realize that there were multiple endings to the Gospel of Mark. Maybe you're the same way. The church I grew up in and the King James Version of the Bible that I read back then had the so-called longer ending, which continues from verse 8 and adds another 12 verses. I can still remember wondering especially about verse 17. It reads, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. I wondered back then if I was a true believer. I knew I hadn't cast out any demons and I didn't speak in new tongues. I wasn't going to pick up a serpent with my hands nor drink any poison, let alone deadly poison. I think I did try laying my hands on the sick, but I don't know that it made any difference. Well, I was glad to learn in seminary that I could ignore this verse, that it was not original to Mark. But that still leaves the question of this ending that many people find unsatisfying. I think most of us want a happier ending, or at least some sort of closure to our stories. Now, we do know that the women do not remain fearful or silent for very long, 
because the other gospels tell us that the women told the male disciples. The very fact that you and I are Christians today means that they ultimately obeyed the words to go and tell his disciples that Jesus is risen. He is risen. It's the message of hope that we still proclaim. So why might Mark want to end his gospel in this way? Well, over the centuries, many theories have been offered. Some have proposed that there is actually a missing page that has been lost, while others suggest that Mark was unable to finish his gospel because he was arrested or martyred before he got to the last page. In one memorable reconstruction, Mark has just finished writing the gospel when Roman soldiers barge in to arrest him and one of his disciples grabs the scroll to run away, but in his haste, he rips the last part of the scroll, hence the missing ending. However, I'm convinced, as most people are, at least for now, that verse 8 is the ending that Mark intended. If you remember, when Enoch first introduced us to the study of Mark, he began by telling us that this Jesus is a different kind of Messiah, a different kind of king, with a different kind of kingdom, and that everyone couldn't figure out who he is. Everyone got Jesus wrong. Everyone had their own ideas about what a Messiah should be, and Jesus confounded them at every turn. His enemies didn't understand him, and his closest friends didn't understand him any better. So it should not surprise us then that Mark leads us to a place of mystery even to the very end. The disciples and us still don't get who Jesus is. By leaving the disciples in fear, I think Mark is reminding us that we still don't understand Jesus. Or if I could put it this way, Jesus cannot be placed into a neat category or a box as if we could totally understand him and contain him. That is another way for us to control who he is. But that's the one thing we can't do. And clearly what Mark has been telling us all along, that this Jesus is unlike anything that you have imagined. He will not be shaped by you. It's a reminder to us that even the best of disciples, even the women who have stayed by his side until the very end, even they falter at the news of the resurrection. One scholar put it this way, even after God's revelation has taken place in Jesus' resurrection, mystery, fear, and failure remain. And maybe that is a word of comfort to us that even after God's revelation has taken place in Jesus' resurrection, mystery, fear, and failure remain, that that's normal, that's okay. In a way, Mark is leaving the story open to be continued, and he wants us to answer the command ourselves. Will you go where Jesus has gone already? Will you trust his word, just as he said, without seeing him, will you follow him? Let me close with these words by Albert Schweitzer. He comes to us as one unknown, without a name, as of old by the lakeside. He came to those men who knew him not. He speaks to us the same words, follow thou me, and sets us to the task which he has to fulfill for our time. He commands, and to those who obey him, whether they be wise or simple, He will reveal himself in the toils, the conflicts, the sufferings 
which they shall pass through in his fellowship. And as an ineffable mystery, they shall learn in their own experience who he is. Well, that concludes our podcast series on the Gospel of Mark. I want to thank the entire teaching team for all their hard work to make this possible and also to thank all of you for listening. I hope it has been a source of encouragement and a blessing to you. Until our next series, maybe, this is Pastor David from the Graceway Sunday Morning Bible Study Team signing out.